everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 137 from September the 10th of 1994. And this is Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today for Smoky Mountain, we are still in Saltville, Virginia at Northwood High School. Doc was wrong. He said last week it was our last week here. Well, guess what? It's not. This is our last week here, and the crowd is tired. They yeah. have, it is it is dark in the building. They have cleared out. I'd say at least forty percent of the people are saying, "Man, this taping is too fucking long." We love the wrestling the way it used to be and the way we like it, but the goddamn gangsters are in here talking about white people and spitting out watermelon and chicken, and we're getting the hell out of here because we ain't for this shit anyway. Again, it's the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Doc, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm blessed, as always. You know, when you're living the life, you're living the life. Living the dream, brother. Yeah. Amen. Hop, what about you, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, dog. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Uh, How was your night last night? Did you dip into anything strange and that would cause no. you to get a shot or anything this morning? No, fuck no. I was no, a wildcat no. all all goddamn night. Commentary? Doing fucking shit. Wildcat shit. And then I came home and watched some Smoky Mountain wrestling. Hopper's exhausted. Salty yeah. Hopper. All right. Well, we'll get started then since uh, it sounds like you're tired and you just want to get this shit over with today. That's right. Fuck. All right. Bother <laughs> Let's me, do it. I got, I got shit to do. <laughs> Send Harper your uh, well wishes for his energy levels to his personal uh, inbox account. Send them to Mike Mills. He there loves that shit. <laughs> Y'all gonna run greatest. everybody off. That's a that's a damn shame. It's the greatest rib ever. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome but i gotta i'm telling y'all man we talked about this a couple weeks ago in the nwa show and it's so hilarious because hopper will ask questions as things happen in the nwa and jim crockett and smoky mountain and when doc and i don't know the answer everybody sends me the direct message how on long Facebook. how long did the 13th u.s <laughs> title holder hold the belt for man i don't know Y'all send Harper the answer. No, send that shit to Mike Mills. <laughs> there was, there was, there was one. And look, I mean, we're playing, we're having fun, guys. So don't get so upset. We love your messages, Harper, especially when you send them to his Facebook page. He loves it. But it's uh, there, there, there was. I'm telling you, man, there was one where it was like episode 50 of Smoky Mountain or something, and somebody was like. Why did you rate that one an 8.5 and then you rated the next one an 8.2? Because I thought this one was better and that one. I was like, man, I don't I don't even remember. And like without the context of knowing what happened in that episode, I'm like, I don't even remember specifically episode 50 versus 52. Like what happened that was different? I remember everything in Smoky Mountain, but I don't remember. Oh, this happened on episode 26 versus what happened on episode 32. Uh, anyway. Man, I don't even remember my kids' birthdays half the time. Let's be clear. I mean, this shit's difficult. Uh Uh-oh. 
there's Wanda calling for. Hey, Harper, why can't we get together again? Very much. Let us let us kick off the show though. So again, we are still in Saltville, Virginia, Northwood High School. It is September 10th of 1994 when this aired, episode 137 of Smoky Mountain. Les and Bob open up the show. Les tells us the gangsters will be on Les's personality profile and Brian Logan versus Lance Storm in the TV title match. And that was all I had from the opening. The opening match is Steve Skyfire versus Chris Candido. Candido defeats Skyfire pretty quickly, as you'd expect. He finishes him off with the superplex off the top rope. Doc, did you have any thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, I'd pay five bucks for Tammy to lead me around on a leash. Nice, Doc. Well, yeah, no, okay. Huh? Well, dude, then you could sniff up that skirt. Mm-hmm. But it smells like warm cinnamon toast or something up there. It smells like... It probably smells like Brian Lee. Whoa. 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 Come, Come on. on now. Come. <laughs> Come on, guys. Right. Can we well, be a little classy? How do we go from warm cinnamon toast to Brian Lee? Anyway, yeah. I think we all know how we got there. Um, if you're not buying into or warming up to the Boo Bradley angle, just wait. Because it has one of the craziest endings that you can imagine in wrestling. So, uh, um, I'm I'm glad you pointed something out related to Boo Bradley and Smoky Mountain Wrestling and whatnot. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And then, yeah, I was watching this. I was like, "How does this end, man?" Because this he's he's just some fat guy in sweatpants. And well, my point was, why? How insane can he be if he remembered to tuck in his shirt? <laughs> well, maybe she tucked it in for him. There you go. That's a good point. And so my other question, and this is a weird one, but I could see how it might be a problem. Mike, how hard would it be to wrestle in a bonnet with your ears covered because you're still not hearing things exactly as, you know, you're you're muffling your ears a little bit? No, I, I actually think it's not too bad because... um I, you can still hear, and it's like having a mask on, except I think this is easier than a mask because that mask over your face just just messes with your breathing and everything. So yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's too I don't think I wouldn't think it was as hard as a mask, but I just wondered if it pre- presented some additional difficulties when trying to navigate the uh, the battles in the ring, if you will. No, I, I think I think I think he's I think it's I don't I don't think it's too bad. But yeah. uh, Harper, do you, you have any thoughts on this match, or we can keep moving? <clears throat> Now nah, we keep moving on. So there's a promo after the match. It's Candido, Tammy, and Boo Bradley. And Candido tells Storm that he wants revenge for defending, uh, defeating him in the TV title match. And Tammy says that Boo Bradley is the best pet she's ever had, even though he's not housebroken. Um, I can play it, but I wanted um, I wanted your thoughts before I even hit play on this uh, this thing. So uh, do we need to play it or Doc, what are your thoughts? I don't think you need to play it because that was the line I was waiting on. And that's a, I mean, that's a great line about that. I mean, you could just see him like hiking a leg over on a chair in the corner and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw her there struggling with him on the leash. I was like, Tammy was struggling with a large man. Probably not oh, the wow. last time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> let me let me play Tammy's portion when she says that. It's 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 real quick. Here it is. Are you gonna tell us what that plan he's got might be? No, I'm not telling him about 
any plan. But what I do want to tell you is that not only is he the best pet I've ever had in my life, but there is one problem. Stop it! Stop it! He's kind of making a mess because he's not really housebroken and he kind of eats everything in sight, but all I know is it'll be all worth it once it's over. Right, Chris? Come on. They're just abusing poor fucking balls. <laughs> Sammy's yanking him by the fucking leash. Candido and Tammy are both hitting him like like he's really a dog. Anyway, Harper, any other thoughts before I move on to the next match? Poor old Mahoney, bro. <laughs> yeah, life, life messed him up the whole way through, I guess. Yeah, no, huh? Man, he's this is this is such that a guy lived a, that guy lived a hard life. I bet, man. He, I, I bet he did too, and um, I'll say one thing about it: that time he had an ECW. I mean, just as Balls Mahoney was, I I I enjoyed watching Balls. Man, just, just taking chair shot after chair shot to the head reminded you of your time in the ring, huh? Yep. I'm glad I got out of that dumb shit. Fuck. CTE, CTE, CTE every time. Bang. <laughs> it's not. It's, <laughs> It's, it's live not the just dream, that, brother. Like, live the dream, live brother. Live the dream, brother. <laughs> no one's buying. No one's buying my fucking pictures, brother. I gotta take more fucking headshots. That'll do it. You get it? Headshots. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dumb shit you do in your early twenties is just amazing. The problem is, is that everybody everywhere is doing dumb shit in your twenties, but you were the one putting your head in front of a chair. <laughs> yeah. Because the I was timer, going out because to the bars and making questionable decisions, but I, you know, as long as my dick didn't fall off, I was going to be okay. Yeah, that's right. Good for you. You stuck your fucking raw dick in some weird fucking buttholes, but you know, I'm that's, the one who was living life uh, dangerously. That's the kind. Of, that's the best kind of buttholes to slip your dick in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Storm takes on Brian Logan next, and before the match uh, hold starts. On, hold on. Get your timestamp ready, Harper. Get your voice ready. I think the the crowd is starting to get tired here in Saltville. They need a rousing rendition. We've got Gomer Pyle work, warming up on the main stage for some rock in America. Uh, yeah. That song doesn't get old for me. I don't know why. <laughs> God. <laughs> you want to you you hit the Gomer Pyle version of it? Out ding, on the ding, back streets. Ding, I hear ding. a heartbeat. We're gonna rock America. There you go. All right, there it is. Lance Storm takes on Brian Logan, but not really because before the match starts, Boo Bradley attacks Logan and ends up being Boo Bradley versus Lance, and we have a fight on our hands as Bradley lives up to his wild animalistic character that he is portraying. Uh, Boo Bradley hits a spinning sidekick on Lance at one point where Lance and Bradley fly over the top rope. It was actually a really nice move. The match goes for about five to six minutes in total before Candido runs in and causes a DQ. Uh, Candido hits a flying headbutt on Jericho, who is trying to help Storm. Jericho and Storm are left laid out in the ring and um, by Bradley and Candido. Doc, your thoughts on the match and everything that went down here? I just don't like that in this promotion you can just strong arm your way into a title shot like that. I mean, we have a process that's, you know, we we pull a name from a stinky ball cap and that's who gets the shot. And then Boo Bradley comes in and says, no, I want one. If that's the case, there ought to be people fighting at every title match. Also, I'd like for you to go to 11 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, 1130. 
All right, I'm at 11, 27, 28, 29. So there's a guy, there's a guy in a Phillies hat on the front row yelling at balls while Candido and Storm look on in Ass Crack, Tennessee. Yes. You'd have thought that shit was in Philly, pal. A Phillies yeah. hat yelling at balls, Candido and Storm, a Jericho out there. Somebody tell me again how Smoky Mountain wasn't doing this shit first. It was ECW before ECW, and I know we have friends who don't agree with that, but it was in a way. They had yeah, all their ECW I mean, talent. Yeah, it seems like that. <laughs> they they didn't like like when when we say that we realize they 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 had rules in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and I'm, we're not saying they were. What it's ECW presented differently, was. but I'm talking about Balls, Candido, Storm, Jericho, the Gangsters, Brian Lee. Do we want to continue? I, I no. I mean, we've we've said it a bunch of times. It. It it was and like then, well, and then my last note is Jericho's out there taking bumping around with a surgically repaired arm for probably seventy five dollars that night. Man, I think he should have been in the back taking care of that wing. Dude, he was yeah. dedicated at that point. I mean, he's out there with that fucked up arm yeah. that he just had surgery on, and he's he's fucking going with it. It's like what the hell? Well, and this is his last TV taping, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think I think this is it for him. Time. I believe. Yeah, yeah, he he. I think I think um, I want to say this is his last TV appearance. If uh, I agree, I think if so. I remember it correctly because the next the next one is is at another venue and Jericho is not there, so I think yeah. he's gone at that point. But you're right, and dude, he's out there with the fucking. <laughs> it's like he's got black shoes on the the Zubaz shorts, no shirt. And he's in a sling. It's the weirdest. Like, when you see him, it's like, holy shit, what is he doing? But, you know, I understood it. You know, he goes back to Canada after this point, And I think, yeah, he's he's done at this point. So, um, But I tell you what, we'll talk about it next week. But the Storm's, I guess, promo when he mentions, you know, Jericho's going to step away. He went back to Canada. They kind of leave it open if if and when he would ever return. And that's all I'll say. We'll talk about yeah. more that next week. But. Yeah. Right. Uh-oh. Harper, uh, why, Harper, why won't you call me back? Cause I don't like you. All right, so we'll keep going. Um, I want to. Show... I want to have your baby, Christopher. <laughs> yeah. They show, a, they show a local promo with the Rock and Roll Express with Chip Kessler. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I knew you were gonna laugh, but go ahead. <laughs> Look, we were thinking you're, you're a mean bastard. Said... Chip Kessler <laughs> listens to the show. Well, <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say what Corny said a few weeks back on the experience that. Kessler was a strange-looking guy. Hey, that's all right. Mike's a strange-looking guy, too. I mean, not everybody can be attractive. But he also put Kessler over as being a super nice guy who did the job and and was a credible replacement to some legends. So there you go, Chip. We haven't had an episode in a it's long not, time with the local promo, so this was a little bit weird. It's not what Cordy said. He, Cordy made fun of Chip's eyes. Well, I wasn't going to do that. See, I was going to keep Chip feeling good about himself, unlike you, and not Barry Corny, but you're a dick. I didn't Barry Corny, but it was funny how Corny, somebody, what was the question they sent into the draft through about Kessler that, why did his eyes look like they were bugging out and like he did a line of cocaine or something like that? What was this? And Corny started laughing. (laughs) I fucked up. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, all right, we'll keep going. Uh, the next match, or there's actually a, a, a promo from the building in Storm. It's just Storm. It's a quick 30-second promo, and he says that Jericho's arm is messed up, and they'll update us as we know more. So that kind of sets up what they talk about next week uh, because Lance Storm will give an update. So, again, obviously Jericho's got the broken arm. He just got attacked, so we'll have to see what happens from here. The next match is Doug Dalton and Anthony Michaels versus the Gangstars. New Jack and Mustafa get frisked by the referee beforehand as usual. New Jack hits Dalton with the 187 and they win the match. They put the X on Dalton's head and then we go to commercial. Harper, any thoughts on the match? Okay, so I think that the people are are in this building, and you said it at the open, are tired of New Jack. They they can't, they've seen him four times. They can't get him. They would love to, by the way. And so... I was going to say, they've seen him more than four times. Well, I see what you're saying between these matches and promos. Yeah, it's just it's just a long night if you think about it. I mean, look, we've got four hours of TV they've, here. Okay, so they were mad at him the first two times. The third time, I was like, all right. The fourth time, I was like, look, you keep yelling at us, and we can't throw stuff at you, so what do you want us to do? Um, my question was, where I lived in that time, I don't think I could have found or located one of those OJ shirts like that. So where, Mike, would someone have gone in, let's just say, in the part of the world you lived in, where would somebody go to get a shirt like that? Because that's not a, whoa, you're not going to go down to a just a regular store and get you a Pray for OJ shirt. You you mean to tell me you wouldn't have went to Big T's in Dallas and Oak Cliff to, to get you a shirt like that? Probably not. Oh, come on. You're bullshitting me now. That place is so ghetto. You can't tell me they didn't have no fucking shirt like that. Well, I don't know what Big T's is in Oak Cliff. So I was moving out of Oak Cliff by then. You never heard long, of like Big I was long oh, gone. Oh, come out of the Oak fuck Cliff. on. What? You're I, from I here and you don't of, know what Big T's is. I have been out of Oak Cliff eight years at this point, sir okay well i've been out of new orleans for fucking damn near 15 years now and i still can fucking tell you like when i left the ghetto when i left the ghetto pal i left the ghetto but i figured that so where for our listeners that have never lived in a ghetto even though they live in a ghetto (laughs) where would someone go to get a shirt like this because this is not mass produced you can't just go on amazon you don't have an internet at this point you got to go to alternative stores to get this kind of stuff, but where? What kind of store would that be? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a standard type of store. Like the first thing I think of is Big T's Bazaar and or, or Big T's and and like at least when I first moved to Dallas, there was a, it was in Oak Cliff. It was called Big T's and they had all kind of bullshit like that. I mean, just like like crazy. what. California Raisin shirts and... Yeah, just, like, shirts that you're not going to find in mainstream places, just... Obama shirts. No, no, no. Back then, then, you know what was scandalous and (laughs) big was, uh, like, um, pot leaf shirts and shit like that. Yeah, like... It's kind of like the, uh, it was kind of like the equivalent, the black folks equivalent of the head shop. I, I don't know what uh, the fuck you're talking about. I, I don't see know. what I don't you're know. saying. Yeah, anyway. see, you can get yeah. shirts at the head shop and posters at the head shop. You couldn't get it like the Hastings or Sound Warehouse at the mall. That You can yeah. get some different level shit. I got to translate this for white people, Mike. 
I mean, it's you don't like know what flea I'm... market. It's like flea market type shit. I, I mean, that's right, a... there you go. Now you're starting to put it into the language. Now it's kind of like uh, if you've ever, if you live in the DFW area, we used to have what's his name, Arturo from Traders Village. So, yeah, he that would be a good example. But even yeah, but you wouldn't find that shit. What New Jack's got on that fucking Arturo shop. Oh, but you would in Traders Village, and you could get yourself some knockoff tires, real good, and a speaker. No. Uh, get you a Pioneer subwoofer. Bruh. That's one of those kind of shirts they sell in those quote unquote y'all have the the uh the source fucking urban so- stores. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, where they sell weed like in the back room and shit. <laughs> That's nice, Hopper. Man, you could get you could get you, you know, at that place like Trader's Village, those swap meets or fucking bazaars, you get you some socks. Those socks like last one time. Dude, Trader's Village. You I bought some uh, socks like that, and uh, they're supposed to be Pumas, right? And it's supposed to be like the the fucking cat, and it's like a fucking uh, I don't know what, what it is. It's, it's it's like a dog or something. The Pumas got a joint hanging out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and I want the Wildcat ones. So I was like, bro, I I just got some fucking Puma socks, and then fucking Jay Spade's like, man, that's some knockoff socks, bro. They ain't no fucking Pumas. <laughs> Look at that. I was like, look, that's the cat right there. I was like, that ain't the... Yeah, that's... So the other thing I would say is, like, if you've ever been to a concert or a big sporting event and you see the guys out front selling the knockoff shirts, what I'm talking about is a place where that's... They just... Everything they sell is is that. Knockoff. It looks like it, but it ain't. (laughs) Amen. All right, and that was a, just a big deal back in the day because you had to go to places like that because you you didn't have an Amazon or an eBay or a web web presence. You just had to you had to travel into the hood, take your life in your hands to try to get some fresh gear. Are you finished? <laughs> sure. I was just gonna say, like at Trader's Village, where you would find shit like that, or just any kind of crazy T-shirts. It, you know how much stolen shit that's sold there? <laughs> Bro, they had some shit fall off of a truck, Soprano style, and it landed out there at Trader's Village. I, I used to go that. out to Trader's Village because there was a, you know, Harper will know this back like, you talk about 88 to like 91-ish. Man, the big thing was everybody discovered Metallica and was going back in time with Metallica to like master of puppets and shit. Yeah. And like kill them all and all that shit. Everybody wanted the old posters with like Cliff Burton in it. And he'd already died, but they wanted old posters, man. You could go out there to Trader's village and get these big ass Metallica posters with like the original lineup. Well, not the original lineup because that's some stain, but they were older than the current shit, man. That was the kind of shit you went out there for. Yeah. You agree, Mike? (laughs) Sure. What's uh, your let's favorite go... metallic planet? <laughs> let's go to Les's personality profile with the gangsters. First, they re-aired last week when Morton got his ass whooped and handed to him. I mean, he got beat the fuck down. Let's just uh, let's keep it real. Um, any thoughts on the replay, Doc? I know you love replays, so I nope. figured I'd ask you. All right. Yeah, I, so... I hate fucking recaps. Oh, I love I mean, them. That means I can just keep fast forwarding on that YouTube gimmick. Yeah, I mean that's the only good thing about them. I mean, I understand the purpose of them, but it's just like, okay, here we go. 
Yeah, no, I'm well, with you, Hopper. You're fucking man. ingesting meth at record levels and you're rotting your brain out. You got to have a recap to see what you just saw last week. <laughs> why are you talking about your white people like that, Doc? Why? why? My white people? I don't claim your, your people. Was Raleigh Arnwine my people? Does he still listen? Oh, Who? yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's one of our uh, longest listeners, longest patron members. He sure does still listen. Good job, you Raleigh. Stop. You're... We appreciate yes. you being a darkaholic. You need to stop talking about white people, though, Doc. You're you're very racist towards your own people. Talking about being meth heads and no, no, like no. That. See, here's the thing. I hate everybody. I can just point out some of the stereotypes that are real about each group as to why I hate them. Okay. Well, again, Les's personality profile is happening. He throws it to the replay, and then he comes back to the ring where it's New Jack. He comes back to Mustafa digging for gold up in the Batcave, pal. <laughs> Shit happens. Let's hear what Jack, <laughs> let's hear what Jack's got to say. You know I don't care about Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson coming out here heartless screaming, crying because of what we did to him. That don't mean nothing to me. I told you we would beat them the, the way we want to beat them, South Central LA style. Whooped right in the middle of this ring, and you know I got a kick out of taking that stick. And every time I hit that boy, you could hear bones snap. I got a question. What? I got a question. What? Can you and Mustafa do it just the two of you without the posse? Can we beat Ricky Morton and Robert Gibbs without them? Yeah. Yeah, we can be. Yeah, we can be. But see, you gotta understand something. See. This is the way we do. This is the way we do it. I was brought up that if you couldn't earn it, you go and take it, you understand? I was brought up that if one of them whoop your butt, you go get your big brother and bring him back, and then two or three of you jump on him and whoop that butt. So that's what we did. Four of us beat him like the dog that he is, and everybody in here hollering, screaming, and crying because they lost our hero and somewhere laying up in a hospital with stitches in his head and bruises all over his butt complaining, you understand? And now he want to say something about a grudge match? I ain't got no grudge against him because I got a kick out of beating him down like I own him. So, hey, if he want to get it going, we can get it going again. All he got to do is tell us when and baby, we'll be there. So you're ready to go one more time. That's right. I'm ready to go again. He might not last one more time, but I give him the honor of getting in the ring with me one more time. And there are the comments from the gangsters. That's our profile today. We'll be back with more action right after this. All right. I'm sorry. Les popped me when he said, yeah, yeah. I got a question for you, though. Can you do it without the posse? <laughs> uh, Harper, what'd you think about uh, old Jack right there? That was a little bit more toned down. Yeah, he sounded more like a normal black man. Kind of like what the hell is that supposed to what fucking mean? Can we can we get what that means, please? Yeah, he sounded less uh, hostile. He sounded like he was just sitting on a porch shooting shit uh, with his fucking buddies. Like here we man, go, that, stereotyping like, people. And like shit. you know, hey, bro, that motherfucker comes back around here, gonna beat his ass. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So no, y'all are yes, assholes. Uh, y'all are the ultimate assholes. What, Lord, Lord, they got ghosts over there. <laughs> y'all are okay. such assholes. All right, so you know what this is. I thought Les had some balls, like you said a minute ago. Les almost <laughs> one eight seven for running his mouth in the ring like that. Here's the thing. First of all, you got to remember 
you've been given the direction to go piss these people off. You've done it three times already. And let's not forget that while he's a force of nature, he's still fairly young in the business. And while he's outperforming his experience levels, dude, you you only got so much water in the bucket. Once you pour it out, it's gone. So this is his fourth promo of the night. He's already probably a third responsible for helping clear out the crowd. So it is a little bit mild, but I thought there was some there was really really great line in there. And there were this was still really really good. When he said or something like where I come from, if you can't earn it, you just take it. That right there has every white person in that building going, "See, that's how they are. That's how they are. That's how they are." <laughs> and it furthers the narrative and stokes the the stereotypes and fuels him being a heel. Because because nothing gets white pe- Mike, you know this. Nothing gets white people more excited than talking about how like they like to work hard and play hard and the Puritan work ethic and you just work hard and if you work hard everything will work out. <laughs> and he comes out there and says, "Man, if we can't get what we want, we're just going to take it." That's a great. I mean, that is a subtle, very subconscious line that probably stuck under a lot of people's craw if they were listening in there. Um. You know what that? Let me stop you real quick. You know what that that comment did when he said, "If if we if we can't earn it, we just gonna take it." You know what that comment did? Remember that time you you told uh, that person at work, "I don't give a shit if Des Bryant beats his mama. I don't give a shit if what you call it beats women. Can he get a sack and score a touchdown on Sunday?" And that person went, "Whoo!" That's that's what that was when New Jack said. New Jack said, well, "We can't uh, earn it. We just gonna take person- it." That person was a mild-mannered suburbanite. I don't. I think it was Jimmy. You still got that rope in your car, in your <laughs> truck. Uh, the other thing I thought is when he talked about every time I hit him, I could hear bones cracking. I mean, it wasn't true, but it's a great visual and it's a great picture. And then he's just like, "Man, I'm I'm hitting him and whooping him with that stick like I own him." I, you know, here's the thing: it's his fourth promo of the night. For a fourth promo of the night, it was really good. He, they're not out there with the, the chicken and the watermelon. That's okay. This was still really, really good. And they're they're getting they're moving a little bit in the course of one night from taking on, they're kind of espousing their manifesto of the NAACP and black people to now they're in a feud and they're speaking to that. Yeah. I like that's, what, a lot, I like that's a lot of movement in a story arc in one night for a guy at New Jack's experience level. So I thought this was really good. Yeah, one night, but I mean, it aired over the course of a month too. So, but Harper, what'd you what'd you have from it? Yeah, this is. I mean, like Doc said, it's the fourth one he's done all fucking night. Fuck. Imagine what would happen if we had to cut four of these bitches today, these shows, instead of two. No. Bro, we've done three before. If you remember when we did uh, a world class episode about a year ago, when we did, and that was us doing world class when the shit hit the fan with the Freebirds and Von Erich. I hated wrestling by the end of that shit. But I mean, we went, we went two and a half hours doing Smoky Mountain, and then we did another hour, so we went three and a half hours. That's what this. That's what it would have been like, dude. That's hard, man. People, I hated both of y'all. I hated wrestling. I hated myself. (laughs) I was ready to do the Von Erich thing. I'm just saying, man, I don't know how these guys do these long-ass TV tapings. Fuck that. You know, you know I posted the the Von Erich thing promo by I saw that. On, on the Facebook page, and 
Do you know I had some dipshit message the page how they were offended by that promo? Who was it? Christ. Stop. No, I can't. Man, I don't it's, care. I, you don't have to mention a name, but if you're listening to the show and that offended you, and I can't see that you would be, stop listening. We don't need you. We don't want you. And I, I'm going to come out and not just speak for Harper and for Mike, not just the Docaholics, but the whole BTT army and say, go do something else, man. That's Seriously. nice. Go. That's probably I, I'm not going to cut this huge promo on you or anything else. Just go somewhere else. It's no. it's a big free it's a big free world out there. Go do something else somewhere else. We we we're 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 good over here without you. It was it wasn't a um it wasn't a, a patron. It wasn't anybody who's been listening for uh, well I don't of know how long this person. Nobody's gonna spend their money with us and then get offended by that. Come on. Um, our people yeah, are man. our people, and while they're not the the best people in the world, they're still our people. So there you go. Yeah, it's somebody who's like, I cannot believe you. I can't, one, I hey, can't man, believe that promo ever happened, and two. I, I drive down to Florida and take it up with Colonel Parker himself, man. I don't give a shit. What What do people not fucking understand that it was a work and he was trying to get heat? Well, like, what? how are you that fucking dumb? Is my question. But I'm telling you, what did I tell you about Vince? Most people that watch wrestling now in the WWE have never really seen a real heel. So when Vince walked out the other night and pissed in their Cheerios, those people had never been treated that way. They got legitimately hot that Kofi got screwed over because they don't ever really do that shit to people anymore. And Vince Vince did not give them what they wanted. And people don't know how to handle not getting what they want in this world anymore. That's so so true. So to to give it some context, uh, Doc and I were talking during a, a pre-show and during a, a patron episode about Kofi and Vince screwing Kofi and making him jump through a million hoops. And then we talked about Big E's promo and like Harper said, it's true. Um, these people haven't seen heels in the way that I'm, we I, have back what, in the day. Hey, you know what? I'm offended that Kamala would want to maybe eat his opponent because cannibalism is wrong. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> man this dude was highly offended here's the thing the if you're offended the about Eric the von erics be offended that they lied to you because their name really wasn't von eric it was adkison so they engaged in a sin by lying to you <laughs> get the fuck out of here what was their real last name adkison 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 a-d-k-i-s-s-o-n i think but i mean it's all i mean they lied to you about who they were so that, wow so this is, I, this is what I don't understand about here, wrestling here's fans. Here's the thing. Hardbody walks out. His real name, first name is not Hardbody. Mike had a name. It was Menace to Society. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't think Mrs. Menace or Mama Menace named him Menace to Society. It wasn't Mama Society over there. The, the incoming premises <laughs> that this is, there's some make-believe attached to this. I don't get here's what I don't get about wrestling and this is and way off topic. And here's the final thing I'm gonna say. If you can't sit there and watch him take off that hat and just kind of wave it in front of his face, talking about all his problems and and enjoy the art and the shit that Robert Fuller got in in that short amount of time and appreciate what he just did as an art form, bro, maybe you should do the Von Eric thing. No Whoa. shit. Here's here's what I'll never understand about about some wrestling fans because it's not all our audience gets it. Why do people? When, you when know, movie, I hate putting over our audience. You know how much I can't stand these people. <laughs> okay, 
but our what? audience gets it. Well, there's here's levels, what I there's understand. Of hate. So if you're in the army, know that I hate you less than these people out here that are just complete morons. Here's what I don't understand. The Sopranos can do something highly offensive. The movies can do something highly offensive. TV shows can do shit highly offensive all the time. It's part of the fucking story. When it happens in wrestling, fucking the wrestling fans who just don't get it and weren't around for the territory days when offending somebody was perfectly acceptable get all butthurt and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they said and did that. What the fuck do you think getting heat is? The essence of it is offending you in some way and shape and form. Jesus Christ, stop being crybabies, people. Fuck. This is why we can't have nice things anymore, Doc. It really is. It, I, I it mean, is. We, it's, here's the thing. This may be the central issue that brings you and I together, that brings the Army together with me. This is the one central thing that we can all agree on. You know, we got white listeners, black listeners, and, and we got Republican listeners and Democrat listeners. We got rich listeners. Well, maybe not. Some poor listeners. Okay. We got some young, some old. We even probably got a few females out there. And we all disagree about how the world's being run and all this other stuff. But this is the one thing that we all need to agree upon is that Robert Fuller walked out there with about a minute to go with the show and cut an all-time great promo. And that's what makes wrestling great. Right. And, Harper, you were about to say, as I said, you can't offend anyone anymore because people nope. get all butthurt. Um, what were you about to say? They fucking taking the fun out of fucking everything. Everything. Bro, you, everything. you, know what you ought to take it. Here's what Harper should do. Harper, when they do that annual show at the special people's house, Harper should ether one of the special people. And then I should take him home with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. God. No, and then I do a promo no, where no, like a force now I'm like. Now I'm offended because you went too far. Well, no, 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 see, no. But see, the problem, the problem with that is you're making fun of that. But the problem with doing something like that is you, you literally could get the authority. The authorities might feel like they have to get involved because you would have people who would call the authorities and be like, hey, this guy ethered a fucking, you know, special needs individual and then took him home. That's a crime, which it technically is a crime. So that's I mean, there's actually some sense to what you just said about, you know, people would get offended. Uh, so you're now, again, person, so I'm going to give away how this works is that you, you got to open it up so they can smell it. But you don't actually pour any on the rag because you're working with somebody who's special here. Right. And you're going to have to what? put the authorities in here because I don't think you can just walk to the ring with somebody in a noose and hang them like you did and walk by the police like you did. 30 years ago 30 years ago yeah the other one you ought to do consider doing is starting to walk to the ring with like a white glove and some michael jackson gear and then remember a few weeks ago when kevin sullivan led uh rick steiner out away from the <laughs> ring it's and just leave your man and grab a kid and leave with and go hee hee they're all ignorant they're all ignorant <laughs> they're all ignorant <laughs> Jesus Christ, boy. <laughs> okay, Mike, you <laughs> need to get control of this and get us back to the program, sir. Well, you know, I mean, I just like felt like it was something you got to talk about because, I mean, the, the, like the essence of pro wrestling in the territories is when you're a heel, you're doing something dastardly. It's it's going to offend someone. How are you supposed to get heat if you're not allowed to offend someone is beyond me, and it's it's a problem in wrestling nowadays. As hey, we you get back into this problem thing. with that? The NFL, man, they realize that if they have a blown call, that shit's okay because it got people hot, and if you're hot, you're into it. No their problem, shit. 
their problem is is that they go too far with it sometimes and just like the gangsters ran off people they can run some folks off from watching some important games because you didn't watch the end of the football season because you got screwed right yeah that was, was just yeah that was, that was, that was gangsters terrible rule for you guys well they if they're gonna fucking do what they did they should have leaned into it and had the Rams score more than tree fucking parents fuck I mean, make the shit believable. You're going to fucking book somebody in a goddamn Super Bowl. Make the, let the motherfucker score more than three fucking points, Roger Goodell. Tree fucking perts. The ref's going to beat them Saints. All right, so let's go uh, to, we passed by the local, uh, because. Oh, there was um, a lot of shit that happened. That was meh on the Tammy and Candido, and now we get Corny and Bedlam come out. Yeah, so, um. I'm I have a question about this, but what? Okay, we let don't, me I, let me. You playing it? Go ahead. Well, I just was gonna. All I was gonna say is, Corny is funny because he's mocking dirty white boy, which I thought was kind of hilarious. But um, I don't know. What were your thoughts, Doc? I, I'm I'm expecting that the bullet is going to be the commissioner, but I legitimately cannot remember. Oh yeah, that's right. Who's who's the right. commissioner? That's the mystery here. The whole thing is who is Smoky Mountain's commissioner because we've kind of, if you go back storyline-wise, you know, it was Bullet Bob at the beginning and then Bob lost it and then Corny was interim for a minute and then he started firing people and now, um, you know, Bob got it back and where are we at with this whole commissioner deal? So that's the mystery here and I think it's kind of funny um, as this thing plays out. I'm a little exhausted with the whole centralized premise of it because I think they've... You know, we're, th- you know, two and a half years into it, getting to year three soon. I don't, it's just, we, we got to do something more than that. But um, to, to the Corny's point, it, there is a mystery as to who the commissioner will be. Uh, Harper, did you have any thoughts on the promo? I, I forgot. Which one was this? This oh, is Cornette and Bruiser Bedlam. Um, this is after the local promo, uh, or after and the so, replay. Well, and Corny comes out and says that, the one thing that has eluded him in the Smoky Mountains was managing and holding on. To oh, that's right. And yeah, A, yeah, yeah. that's a great line. And B, what a smart move to not get himself ensnared with the world title as the booker to keep everybody happy. And don't you wish Dusty would have figured that out? i tell you what. Let's, it's a short one. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, you just, we just got to look at some of the things that have been happening between the dirty white boy and these guys right here and Jim Cornette. It looks to me like the white boy has been knocking them off one at a time. Oh, white boy's been knocking off a few other people one at a time. But it seems to me that Bruiser Bellum got some knocking in of his own. And it seems to me that there's a lot of things going on in Smoky Mountain Wrestling I don't appreciate. First of all, I still don't know who the commissioner is. Bob Armstrong's got one of his old cronies from the rest home. And he's got him installed as commissioner. Won't tell nobody who it is, but I'm going to find out. And I'm going to get to that guy. Because Armstrong still isn't commissioner. And it's dangerous as long as he's not. But then, dirty white boy, you've got one thing that I have never owned. And believe me, that's not easy to find. What do you get the man that has everything? The Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title. I have never managed the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight champion. Well, brother, I have now found Bruiser Bedlam. I brought him in. I primed him. He's been chewing up rednecks. He's been eating hillbillies. He's been breaking the backs of coal miners. He can whip any man in the Smoky Mountain area, wrestler or no. Just try him, he'll show you. He picked his teeth with Tracy Smothers, 
And now, Dirty White Boy, he's ready for you. And the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight title, the match is coming down. And that belt's going to be right here. And White Boy, you're going to be going back to that stinking, ugly old lady of yours at home saying, Oh, mama, oh, white girl. Bruce Bellum done broke me down in my back and took my title. And now I'm going to be doing ridge running with no belt. And you know something else? Today's TV main event, I believe, because after all, I may be wrong. I never have been, but I may be. I believe Bullet Bob Armstrong needs his eyes opened up to a few things. We're going to open your eyes today, Armstrong. I guarantee uh, uh. you that. <laughs> all right, fans. We'll be back. We're going to have more. That was pretty uh, revealing what he said right there. We're going to open up your eyes. But um, any other thoughts? We kind of talked about it before. So but any other thoughts? I think what, well, yeah, my thing was here. And, and I know you think I, I you play heel and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something, man. I'm out here shooting every day of my life. I didn't know what ridge running was. I had to look that up. I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, the easy, quick definition is it is it, it is a mountain farmer in the southern United States. But you can also understand that it is potentially a moonshiner or deliverer in eastern Oklahoma, Arkansas, Tennessee, West Virginia, and western West Virginia and Western Virginia. And you wonder why these people never get ahead in the world. Here's an interesting fact. The mascot of Grove High School in Grove, Oklahoma, is a ridge runner. See, I, don't, I didn't know what that was either. I was like, is that, a, is that like a Ford truck or a Chevy truck, a ridge runner? or Ridge line, is that what that's called? A, that's, that's a special edition one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. With the captain seats and the, right. the chrome Cap- rims. <laughs> captain, beam me up. Oh shit! That's where you sit in the chair when you want your Tammy or your Wanda to give you some roadhead. Yeah, yo, yo, I'll tell you what, man, a pickup truck is a great vehicle for shit like that. Oh yeah, they got them bench seats, dog. Oh man, bench seats. You can, you can, you can throw that fucking center console up into the seat, and man, you know, you could. You put that bitch on cruise control and clock in bitch. back a little bit. Clock in. I hate to break the fourth wall here, but I expect that pickup trucks for blowjobs to appear in Journey Cornette's haiku about this episode. <laughs> that dude does a great job of recapping the episode. I read, I here's how I'll put this guy over too. I'm feeling real generous today. I read uh, the last one to Mrs. Doc, and she's like, "So that guy does that for every episode?" And I'm like, "Yeah." She goes. Y'all have some dedicated fans. <laughs> I said, no, honey, we call them Marks. Okay, now you're going to be an asshole about it. Uh, we do have some some great listeners. We will keep going with the show, though. We got Killer Kyle and Bruiser Bedlam versus Tracy Smothers and Bob Armstrong. And if you are watching on Patreon, as Bob Armstrong is getting in the ring, Cornette throws something liquid in Armstrong's eyes, and Bill, Bob Cottle says it was alcohol. So this starts with Smothers versus Kyle and Bedlam uh, all by himself. Uh, but they say it's alcohol that was thrown into uh, Bullet Bob's eyes as he entered the ring. Um, so, uh, Doc, any thoughts on that part, portion of the matches? Uh, Man, over on the by this point in the night, over on the the left side of the stands man i thought somebody ripped a big fat nasty fart or something because there's just a big swath of empty seats i was like damn these people are tired yeah 
Yeah, I mean, this is yeah, that fucking worn out, bro. I mean, but the, yeah. but the problem here is that I was I was actually I know when they're doing all this, but I was actually kind of interested in seeing this thing go straight up. So I was kind of disappointed that the bullet was out. I I understand what they're doing here, but there you go. Yeah, Harper, what were you about to say about the people being worn out? They're fucking worn out, man. They've been there for what four four hours. Let's assume there's not a lot of intermissions and you just have the four tapings. Yeah, that's a half a work day, bro. Yeah, they're 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 at least three. Assuming you don't have a lot of intermissions, because you got to remember they did air a lot of replays and you got commercials and stuff during the TV yeah. episode. So we'll just say three hours, probably three and a half. Let me tell you something. We talk about Robbie in too long, and part of that is just three hours is too long, and part of it is the product and what they're doing. But I don't care if it's World Class 83, Mid-South 84, JCP whatever year. I don't want to watch four hours of wrestling. I don't want the Cowboy games I watch to go four hours. I'm getting tired of college football games going that long. I don't have that kind of time to devote to anything other than sleeping or drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Anyway, so uh, again, it's Kyle and Bedlam versus Smothers. It takes a while, but eventually Dirty White Boy makes his way to the ring, uh, and he is going to tag with Smothers. They work over Tracy for a while. Smothers finally, you know, he makes the hot tag to White Boy, um, but with the ref's back turn, Cornette hits White Boy with the racket. Bedlam hits Dirty White Boy with a splash, and Bedlam pins Dirty White Boy, and then they wear out Tracy at the end of the match with the racket. In fact, Cornette is having batting practice as normal with the racket. Uh, Armstrong, Bullet Bob that is, he eventually comes out to the ring to make the save, though. And the faces, uh, they they run off everyone as we go to commercial. Harper, any other thoughts on the match and how it all ended and went down? Yeah, fucking poor old fucking Bob got that fucking alcohol thrown in, in his face. What the fuck? Yeah. Hey, did you see, you see where... Uh... From where we're at now is about a week ago. From when this gets posted, probably a few weeks ago, Armstrong worked his uh, retirement match last weekend. It was uh, age of 79. Yeah, Can no. Can you uh, imagine working a match at that age? I'm curious. What exactly does he do? I mean, I'm yeah. sure he wasn't in there bumping. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, does he... Does he give like arm drags and hip tosses? And... Uh, maybe he brought out the Tennessee toothpick and I bet you, know. you he was shucking and jiving for the people and getting people up and excited, though. Well, yeah. I have seen video, Hopper, of him making his way down to ringside. And, yes, Doc is actually 100% right. Not of not of this, this quote-unquote, last match, but about a year ago I saw a video of him coming to the ring and doing his dance. You know how he bad to the right, body yeah. type shit. Bruh, he was fucking dancing and moving. And, I mean, for a 78-year-old man at the time, he 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 was moving, bro. He was he had his he had his groove going on, and it was it was it was highly entertaining. So just because he sure can't he, do just because he can't do moves anymore, don't mean he's still not a worker, dude. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that be great if you're watching the fucking the fucking Royal Rumble one and one year, then you just hear that bad to the bone music play, Jesus and this fucking Christ. bullet Bob comes out. Jesus. Special, special guest in the Royal Rumble, yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll keep moving. Uh, Cornette and Bedlam, there's a local promo. And then uh, towards the end of the show, there is another last promo with, um, let me get to it, 
with uh, Armstrong, Smothers, and Dirty White Boy. So I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll just play it real quick. This is how the, the show goes off here. As Dirty White Boy, Tracy's mother, Billy Bob Let me Armstrong. just say this to you, Jim Cornette. I swear by all that I hold holy, and with every fiber of my being, and every muscle, bone, and gristle in my body, that you are going to remember this September until the day you die. Count on uh, I tell you, he's still in pain. Cornette, Bruiser Kyle, your whole stinking union. We're going to get the best of you out. I don't want you through in bullets' eyes, man. But you messed his eyes. Good, good white boy. I want to thank you for coming out. But union, Cornette, Bruiser Kyle, this stuff ain't over yet. I'm going to tell you that right now. Right, white boy? Exactly right. Bruiser Bedlam, you're supposed to be the toughest man from the Dutch of Detroit. Well, then how come you got to have mama's boy come out here and hit me in the back of the head to beat me? I'll tell you why. Because you're no man. You ain't got the guts to come head up eyeball to eyeball against a dirty white boy. And Jim Cornette has got as my witness. If I ever get my hands on that big pear butt of yours, I'm going to stomp your stinking guts out and there ain't nothing you or your damn union can do about it. So, folks, you lace them up. You call down the thunder. Well, by God, the white boy is coming to kick your ass. And that's going to wrap it up. I tell you what, I don't know if I like the union angle that they're doing, but I will say this. The white boy cut a hell of a promo at the end right there. Doc, what did you have? Yeah, they're all hot. They're all looking for revenge. And these people are like, finally, we can go home. <laughs> yep. You called on the thunder. You know what that's from? What is it from? That's from Tombstone. You know, and I've seen that movie, but I don't remember that. Yeah. That's a that's line a good from movie. Tombstone. That's a good movie, Harper. Yeah, it's a good fucking movie. Yeah, that's that's a that's, I, I I credit that's a that's a good one. I ain't seen it in a long time, but uh uh-huh. that's a good movie. Hey, speaking uh, of going home, let's go home. Right off yeah, into let's... the sunset. So, well, I'm going to change something here. I want to give my um cheese or yeah, I'm going to give my I'm going to do my cheese first. I'm going to give my cheese to to white boy. He convinced me right there at the very end. I, I think I'm more high yep. on it now than I was uh, during the show. So I'm going to give my my government cheese. Shar Johnson named it. I'm going to give it to white boy. Who are you giving yours to, Harper? I give him to white boy, too, because he's he, he here's the thing about that promo. They mentioned Jesus shit. And they mentioned kicking ass which is two people these people two things that that these people uh, fucking like so <laughs> I love and, it. and fucking dirty white boy you know what that I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick your ass deal at the end which was fucking perfect so yeah i'm gonna yeah dirty white boy oh doc you want to give out your government cheese first i could certainly support in some way dirty white boy getting it but i'm staying with new jack for coming out there for a fourth time and cutting a promo that i liked fair enough fair enough so doc staying with new jack harper and i are going with white boy and if you could do us a favor and become a patron that would be great at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt you get the video reviews you get the world-class reviews and starting Soon, as soon as we get to the first pay-per-view of Jim Crockett Promotions and the Class of Champions, you will soon be able, if you do actually the $5 tier on Patreon, you will soon be able to get the Class of the Champions 
and the pay-per-views on Patreon as well. So again, the $2 option will still get you the world-class shows, the video review shows, and all the other patron content. But if you want special access to the Q&A access with uh, Lance and I, along with the pay-per-view reviews and Clash of Champion reviews, Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and choose a $5 option. If you're already there, thank you very much. You will get those shortly. All right, we're going to do disability checks. God, disability checks just wear me out sometimes. This was long, fourth time here. 7.7. 7. Seven I, I don't even know if that's right, but honestly, yeah. doing disability checks and Henny checks, uh, it wears me out. Hopper, what do you want to give it? I give it 7.5. Okay, Doc? Man, don't let this stuff get you down. Don't let the people get you down because there's a bunch of people out there that appreciate these ratings and allow us to scientifically, without question, rate this episode correctly, whether people agree (laughs) with it or not. When we give you what the rating is, that shit is the truth. Science. It's facts. Uh Can you rate it? You can watch... I, it, it, it automatically, invariably happens that the first two tapings in a place are higher, and the last two I'm starting to dr- to dwindle down. So the uh, <clears throat> the rating for this episode is seven point four. Okay, we're all right in there in that same place. Yeah, so and that's the way 7. it is. 7. 7. 4, and seven point five, which means it basically comes out to what, like seven point five five on the. Uh, on the rating if I'm, if I'm thinking correctly there so there you go appreciate it don't forget to use the amazon referral link at tinyurl.com slash btt amazon great way to support this show on an ongoing basis give that link to the wives girlfriends hoes and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it and we would appreciate it and check out a couple of shows that are friends of ours the wrestling podcast about nothing with brian malonis and mike crockett from uh well brian's from roh and mike crockett they do their show every single monday and check out our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast with joe Murata and michael quinn as they give their take on the northern side of pro wrestling's history the wwf slightly classier a little bit more professional but other than that check those two shows out great stuff you'll enjoy it they support us, so please support them. And with all that said, I think that's all we have. Become a patron. Use our Amazon link. And Hopper, hit the tagline to take us home. Look it, bitch.
Hey, everybody, before we get out of here, I want to thank all the patrons out there for all of your support. Thank the Hall of Fame patrons. And I got a couple other patrons I want to thank. A little bit something different on this week. So first off, over two years ago, we started the patron service. So before we get out of here, even though we've already done the main part of the show and we get this thing off to you, I want to mention a bunch of patrons either at the two-year mark or near it. And let me say this. If I miss you, please email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll make sure to cover you in the coming weeks. So I just want to say that it's confusing because of the move from Podbean to Patreon, but I want to thank all the patrons out there. So two years ago, we started the patron service, and I just want to mention uh, a bunch of people. Marty Howell was our very first patron. So thank you, Marty. Hall of Fame member, Marty Howell. Boone Howard, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Arecci, Wayne G., David DeVries, Josh Warren, Dan Verner, Coleman822, Cody, K-Stone9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, who's at Thin Man Within on Twitter, Sean Sparks, who is at Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Drew NFR Media, David Cameron, Chuck Erd58, Slider91 US, Troy Anspaugh, The FXC, Jim Vensky, Steven CG, T Hog94, SV Pageant, Moondog, Gerald Green, excuse me, as I burp, Gerald Green the third. Um, I just want to thank y'all. Now, again, look, I am sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon, and many of you are still using Podbean patron service. If I missed you, again, email me at bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I will take care of you either uh, next week or the week after. So, again, Two years ago, we started it. Some of you are at your two-year mark, and then others of you at your year and year and a half. um, Or, I'm sorry, not a year, but a year and a half at this point. So, as you near your two-year mark, or if you're at your two-year mark, I just wanted to mention a special thanks to you uh, for being patrons. I, I Look, man, we're adding to the patron service, and seriously speaking, without you all, I don't know if we would be adding to the patron service at this point. So I just have to say thank you. And your patronage is, is very appreciated. We are an independent. We are not a big name podcast. We are small timers. You know, we don't have a lot of money, uh, but we are making this thing work. And we appreciate you supporting us. And I can't say that enough. I truly can't thank you all enough for that. Now, as I say that, shout out to the Hall of Fame patrons out there. Glenn Abbott at GA WrestleNut on Twitter. Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, aka at Half Pints Point, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer, Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer, K underscore row 86. Super duper Hall of Famer, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie. Also, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn at Ryan and Auburn on Twitter, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Barecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pagem, Bill Sousa, Big Rich, at Spyboy Sports Cap, RE Miller39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Bounding, Justin Unesquare Andretti, Coleman822, Marty Howell, and T-Hog94. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Thank you for making this show go. Before I get out of here, check out my buddy, 
Mike Prue from the Bottom Line Podcast. Him and his buddy JV are breaking down the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month on a weekly basis. They are covering 1998. But go back and check out 96 and 97 as well. Or just dive in where they're currently at and enjoy the show. Uh, new episodes are released every single Wednesday morning. They're available wherever you get your podcast from. So there you go. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, Hall of Fame patrons. And congratulations to all of you out there who have hit the first year and a half and two-year mark. Hopefully, I got you all covered. And thank you very much. And you know what Harper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch.